Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host. On this podcast, you are going to meet people that walk their own path, live life on their own terms, let go of other people's rules and expectations and the shoulds in life, and instead live life in their own truth, integrity, and authenticity. This podcast will give you the inspiration you need to live your own radically audacious life. Enjoy the episode. Hello, beautiful Radical Audacity listeners. I am so thrilled to share a really special conversation with you today with Melody Pomerati. Melody is the kind of woman who lives a radically audacious life, and her radical audacity is beyond inspiring. She's a twin girl mom an award-winning author, an empowerment coach, a podcast host, and the founder of Girl Life Certification Program. She is on a mission to introduce girls and women alike to their personal power. I am so inspired by the way she leads a purpose-led business that trains women all around the world to run impactful and profitable businesses centered around empowering girls. She has 185 facilitators across the globe who are working with young girls to help them to have the courage, the confidence, and the self-love so that they can go into life in their full power. Her most recent book is called Empowered Women Empower Girls, a guide to modeling courage, confidence, and self-love for our next generation. So you can imagine how powerful being in a space with Melody is. She is all about every woman owning her own power and helping every young girl out there to own their own power as well. And if you are like me, your little nine-year-old girl inside that started questioning herself and wondering where she fits in and working so hard to be the quiet, good, kind little girl is going to love this conversation so much. Enjoy the episode. Everybody's heard your bio and heard all these wonderful things about you. I'm what I think makes me so excited about you is just the way you come into life and your mission in such a beautiful, authentic, real way. And so I am just thrilled for everybody to hear your story. I've been following you on Instagram for a long time, and this is a bit of a dream come true sitting here with you today. So welcome to the show, Melody. Oh my God, Tiffany, what an honor. What a beautiful intro. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for this conversation. And thank you for saying that about like how uh, I show up with authenticity. That's some, That's been a work in progress. Like as a young girl who had so much anxiety and struggled so much, I really like I put mask upon mask upon mask as many girls do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so really stepping into myself and not being afraid to be me and truly be authentic. And to, to hear you say that, that means the world to me. So thank you. 
All right. Well, can we just dig right into that? What you were talking <laughs> yeah. about being a young girl with mask upon mask. I think everybody listening can completely identify with that, you know, being raised of just having to really hide who we are as we're trying to figure out who we are. Would you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's multifaceted really, but everything really stems from from who I was as a young girl and um, kind of like recreating myself in, in a way, um, knowing that I get to choose my reality. These are things I didn't know when I was growing up. I struggled with so much anxiety and my mom was constantly taking me from doctor to doctor to doctor to figure out why I had these chronic stomach aches. Like I'm telling you, morning, noon, and night, I was struggling. And every doctor we'd go to would completely give us a clean bill of health. Melody is fine. There's nothing wrong with her. Um, And of course, like you're happy to hear there's nothing wrong and yet you're wondering what is so wrong. And so... It wasn't until I want to say my like mid 20s when I really became the student of mind body, the connection between the mind and the body, psychology, human potential, all of these things that I really started to reflect back on my girlhood, my childhood, my adolescence, and understand that the pain that I was feeling in my stomach was really a deep manifestation of, you know, my uncertainty about who I was and what my purpose was here on the planet and um, analyzing and overanalyzing every interaction I had with anyone and wondering, do they like me? Mm. Instead of asking the most important question of, do I like me? And so, you know, that's what happened. The mask mm-hmm. upon mask upon mask. It's, I think it's something that we all do as women and as girls, because there are so many shoulds, you know, like yes. everyone is shoulding all over us. Like you should dress a certain way. You should speak a certain way. You should act a certain way. You should do a certain thing. And it's like, my goodness, like that's like a pressure cooker right there. And so when I look back, I, there, it's, I, I'm not surprised that that's what was going on, but I'm so grateful that I discovered what was going on. And I feel like as women, when we discover something about ourselves, when we learn something new, we are like literally um, like wanting to get on the rooftops and just scream out the message. And so when I learned how to really befriend my own anxiety and heal my own anxiety uh, and and live with my own anxiety, which I still say today, I'm a woman with anxiety, but I live. Mm-hmm. I live mm-hmm. with grace and ease through that. Um, but that was my message to share with the world. And so I couldn't scream it off of the rooftops, but I did make a decision uh, that there was not going to be another girl, not on my watch, who goes through this or anything else that our girls go through. There is so much um, without knowing that she also has so many inner tools that are going to help her move through the ups and the downs and the victories and the challenges and all of it. Uh, And that's really what started my whole mission at Girl Life. Girl Life is uh, my third baby. I have twin daughters who are 16 years old, but my third baby is Girl Life. And she gets so much love from me because it's so close to my heart. And what I started to do is I started to run girls' empowerment 
workshops because I was like, all right, let's introduce girls to their superpowers. Let's teach them that their thoughts create their worlds and that they get to create their reality and that they are powerful, powerful, powerful beyond measure. Um, and when I started doing that, I was like, my goodness, like this is where I'm supposed to be. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And so I call it my, my soul my soul centered business, my heart centered business. And that's kind of what brought me to where I am today, where I train other women to run impactful and profitable girls empowerment workshops in their local communities and really step into this as a business or a side hustle and do work in the world that not only adds value to the planet, but really adds value to us because we are mm -hmm. so operating in a space that is so unique to us and, and we get to put our unique fingerprint onto the world. And I could go on about this for hours. <laughs> talking for hours about and I think I could listen to you for hours about this I, I want to dig into something you alluded to in the beginning with the shoulds that so many of us live with and so many of our girls are raised with and I, I want to talk to you and and learn from you like how you are smashing them one of these shoulds is the good girl, right? And I'm using air quotes, the good girl, the nice girl. We are so raised with that. And and um, you and I and our parents, our mothers, especially like really like you are to be of service to the men in your life, whether it's your father, your brother, your uncle, your whoever is the man around, you're in service. And um, it was really drilled into us, I think, that our whole purpose in life was to make others' lives more comfortable and easier. And our job was to be quiet and nice and good, good, kind, sweet, pretty, mm -hmm. barely yes. seen, not heard, and just be this good girl, right? Oh my goodness, there is so much unlearning for us to do. And I am so excited that you are doing the work to help young girls to get to the place where they don't have to unlearn because they just get to step into their power at an early age, which I think is such an incredible gift. So please, will you tell us a little bit about what is the work you do around this, the good girl? And part, maybe part one of that question is, how did you unlearn the good girl for yourself? Yeah, I mean, great question, Tiffany. I mean, so much messing messaging from my own childhood. Um, I grew up as this like good, I had to be a good Persian girl, right? I had mm -hmm. to uh, listen to what my parents said. I had to be seen and not heard. I had to um, keep my opinions to myself. It was all these things. And, and that's just my experience. And like you said, we've all experienced this. And it's funny, there's a whole chapter mm -hmm. in my book, and it's called Good Girl No More. Um, mm, because, yeah, because like, like, I'm done. I'm done being a good girl. I'm so done with it. And what I needed to learn for myself is um, that, that there's no sharing. There's no ability to step into who we are if we are hiding, right? Yeah. If we're, and, and so I had to unlearn that for myself. I had to learn that it's okay 
to share myself, to be myself, to show up as myself. And so that's how I, you know, again, stepping into that world of human potential, I learned that, you know what, the greatest gift I actually have to share is my journey, is me. And so that's where, you know, the transition took place is kind of like saying to myself, I know, trust and believe that my parents had the greatest intentions for me mm-hmm. and they raised me in the the only way that they knew how. They raised me in the same way that they were raised. Um, but when we, as Maya Angelou so beautifully says, when we know better, we can do better. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know better now. And I think that what, you know, the, what I want to leave with my daughters and with the next generation is to actually raise your voice, to share your voice, because we each come into this world with this unique fingerprint. I think the chances of each of us being born are, don't quote me on this stat, but it's something like, a hundred one in four hundred billion or yeah, maybe it's tri- a miracle it's like some like miracle number yeah absolutely insane the mm-hmm. figure and it's like how could we ever think that our unique truth is not needed in this world and yeah. so that's that's what we're doing this is what we want to change up and my offering to the world is now instead of asking our girls to be good girls, let's ask them to be powerful girls. You know, instead of offering up a, being a good girl when we, you know, your mom would say, "Be a good girl, be a good girl." What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Instead, let's ask them to be powerful girls, and let's really define for them what it is to be a powerful girl, and and let's let's change up that narrative, right? Like, let's do this together. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And there, I think there's a, a little bit of a misconception. So maybe you can help clear this up. I have heard from many people that say, um, well, if I'm not the nice, kind, good person, you know, like, does that mean I have to be angry and loud and, you know, selfish? And, you know, that's not at all what it means to not be the quote unquote good girl. So I would love to hear from you. What what do you see the the powerful girl, the powerful woman? How, how does she show up in the world? What does that look like? Well, I think you bring up a really important um, idea here. And so often, like when people think about empowerment, they think of it as something like not good. They think of it mm-hmm. with a negative connotation like like if women are empowered then it, it's it's all just a little too much and my definition of empowerment is just us living uh, in our truth is us showing up as the most authentic expression of ourselves an empowered girl learns how to love herself mm-hmm. to honor herself to respect herself and when she can do those things she can turn them to the outside and she can do the same with with the people around her, right? So everything, it's always an inside job first and foremost. And then it's our gift to give to everyone who comes into contact with us. And so an empowered girl shows up with kindness, the same Mm -hmm. love and respect she has for herself, she has for those around her. So it's really just a very beautiful thing. It's It's a beautiful way of existing in the world when we ask our girls to step into their power. It means to step into their kindness. It means to step into a a world where they don't mind flexing that self-love muscle. It's a world where they have their own backs. And when a girl has her own back, everybody wins, right? Like when we are coming from a solid place where we are confident and courageous, 
uh, who loses? Nobody. Everybody wins. Because as women and girls, we raise others up. It's just what we do. Oh, I am so glad you said that. Because I've always said our superpower is connection. It is. Women are so good at connecting and raising each other up. And I think... I'm going to use the word patriarchy in quotes, and this isn't man bashing. Everybody that listens to me knows I don't man bash. I don't hate men. I love men. I think patriarchy hurts men as much as it hurts women. So this is not man bashing, but it is the, the societal message, this patriarchal societal message that women need to be jealous of each other, that we're in competition with each other, that we can't trust each other, um, the mean girl message that what you're saying is so the opposite of that. It's the coming together. And I think we have been given this message for centuries because it is a way to keep us apart. It's a way to keep us separate. And when we're apart and we're separate, we can't fully come into our power. Mm. Because for women, our power is so much the connection and the connectivity. We were Mm. never meant to do all of this alone. So I love that you said that. Thank so you. <laughs> I think it's good to change the dialogue, right? It's yes. like it's like how many of us have heard from other girls or other women or from our mothers, like women are catty, watch out for her. Yes. It's like we're looking at the world as a pie. And mm-hmm. it's like, if I have more than you have less, or if she has more than I have less, and that's so not what it is. That's so us stepping out of our abundant nature that we were all born with. Um, The truth is that when you shine, she shines. When Mm -hmm. she shines, you shine. When she wins, you win. We are all reflections of one another. We are holding up mirrors to one another. And that's like the greatest gift that we have to give. And so when we change up this narrative and we teach girls, um, let's support other girls, right? Like, if she can do it, you can do it too, but in your own unique way. And you do not need to be doing what she's doing, but you do need to be cheering her on and then go out there and do your thing. And it's like, we, again, I keep saying like, who loses? We all win when we step into that abundance. The rest of it is all just fear, right? Anything that is fear cannot be love. Anything that is love cannot be fear. And if we can just step away from that fear and move closer to love, um, my goodness, the possibilities that are going to open up, up for women and for men, for all humans. Yes. It's, it's it, when women do better, everybody does better because then we're able to have better relationships with the men in our lives, whether it's our sons, our fathers, our brothers, our children, our spouses, like whoever it happens to be then we get to have a better relationship with them because we feel so good about ourselves, which is just a beautiful thing. I'm writing this step away from fear and towards love because that is just so beautiful. I've been taking notes while you're talking. Just have to say, if anybody hears scratches on the table, it's because I'm taking (laughs) copious notes. Um, We were talking about something before we came on that I would love to touch on because I think this really resonates so much. For one, you're going to be speaking at my Raise Your Volume conference or summit that I'm just so thrilled about because it's what you do. You, you've mentioned multiple times, raise your voice, raise your volume, which it's just so in alignment. And the idea that we're getting to do this for our young girls is so exciting. 
You have a cultural heritage right now that um, I would imagine there's a lot of emotions about the raising your voice right now with that cultural heritage and with what's going on in the world. Would you mind expanding on that just a little bit? We're not going to stay here too long, but to me, this is just such a beautiful way of women women finally saying enough (laughs) and Mm. the rest of us being able to come together and help with that. So would you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're talking about Massa Amini, whose life was taken when the morality police, um, as they call it in Iran, found her not wearing her hijab in the correct way. And, um, I mean, it's, it's awful. It's emotional. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, they hurt her and then she died a few days later. And it's like, who said that's okay? I mean, whoever said such a thing is okay. And what the women in Iran are doing, the uprising that is taking place, they are finally saying like, we have had enough. This is enough. No more oppression. And they're really, um, the ones who are are out there protesting are really putting their own lives on the line yes. to make a point and to empower the rest of the women. And it's really beautiful to see. It's also heart shattering to mm-hmm. see, but uh, it's so important in, in the work that we do, both of us, right? It's like when, when one of us is oppressed, we are all oppressed. Yeah. We are in the sisterhood together. And so we feel it, right? Like we are yes. all here yeah. in the US or Canada, wherever we may be. And we are feeling the collective pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I mean, it just brings up so much, but like first and foremost, gratitude for the freedoms that we have. Um, second of all, asking like, what can we do? How can we help? How can we support? I'm still figuring that out for myself at the moment. Sharing our voices is the best way that we can help honoring her memory, sharing her name, saying her name, remembering her name, um, and speaking up for those who don't have the voice to speak up or the platform to speak up. So, you know, your, your summit coming up even like the name of it is just so powerful because it's like, yeah, let's raise those voices. Let's raise our voices. Cause we can, mm-hmm. um, and raising your voice doesn't have to be an like, as you mentioned earlier, doesn't have to be an angry thing. It's It doesn't have to be divisive. We can raise our voices for peace. In fact, when we raise our voices, I hope that we always do it in a way that is inviting and kind and makes space for all to be heard and seen. Yes, yes. And there is a time for our voices to be raised very loud to say, you know what, this is not okay. And to me, that is, it is heartbreaking and, and just devastating to watch all of the footage of the women burning their hijabs and cutting their hair and all of that. But it's also so beautiful because it's women saying, we are here and we yeah. are powerful humans and we are standing up. And this is the line. Yeah. This is the line. And there's so much power in that. There's so much beauty in that. And so, yes, we can be, we can have the, the kind dialogue and the inviting dialogue. And that is so very important. And then sometimes, 
Sometimes it's screaming from the rooftops. We are here and this is the line. Yeah. And yeah. and I think we can be both, right? And and that that's not not hatred, it's not necessarily divisive, but it is saying there is a boundary and we are standing that boundary. And we can give those women a like in my head, it's like a circle of support, right? Like with all of us bringing our hands together and giving them that circle of support so that their voices rise. Like, I don't know. I'm just imagining this sacred <laughs> amplification of what they're doing. Um, I just think it's so important that we notice these things and we see these things and we talk about these things because, like you said, when one of our sisters is hurting, we're all hurting. And it's, we are all hurting. You're, yeah. you're so right. And it's a collective pain that we all bear. Um, but but how lucky we are here, right? Yes. Where we are to use our voices. So those of us who who have a voice must use the voice. Right. Yes, we and those must. women, like in Iran, it was enough. Like you said, the line was crossed and we can raise our voices and get angry and get impassioned and all of that. Um, I hope it never needs to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It's sad that it did, but but that is, mm-hmm. you know, that is a country where it it's male dominated and and that's that's the result and and it, I mean there's so much there's so much politically <laughs> so much we could probably talk about that for hours we <laughs> could talk about it for hours but I think you know it's great that we get to open up the dialogue about this mm-hmm. and once again it's women standing in solidarity which yes. is the message right isn't that always yes, our message? message so to learn from our sisters there and to see the way they are supporting each other and speaking on behalf of each other and protesting on behalf of one another so you know, that's that's what it's all about. We live in such an incredible time right now where for many of us, not all, but for many of us, we are uncensored. We have the ability to have a podcast. You have a podcast. We have the ability to write a book. You've written a book. We have the ability to create these movements and you have done that. We have the ability to get out there and say what we need to say in the way that we want to say it. And because we have that ability, I love what you said. It is our right. It is our duty. It is our, if you feel driven to do this, then you have to do it. And that to me, seeing you step into that and step into saying, this is my calling, this is my drive, and I have to do it because there's no other time in history where women really have been able to do this. And so, so now we can. So, oh my goodness, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> and it's so exciting. So exciting. Okay. So I want to get into your um, girl life movement again. Your book, the um, subheading of it is Courage, Confidence, Self-Love. Yes. Um, I, and you really, you have this beautiful girl life movement that is based on courage, confidence, and self-love. Will you talk yes. about that? a little bit more. What does that mean for our girls? Yeah. Courage, confidence, and self-love. All the things I wish I had in, within. I, I mean, it was all there. I just didn't know it, right? We can't imagine be- being 16 and having good <laughs> a, a good foundation in that. That would have been so wonderful. It would have been so wonderful. And so really, that's, that is my gift in this book, in our movement, in the Girl Life movement, 
is to give girls access to all of it. It all exists. It's all within them. The courage, the confidence, the self-love. It's like, but how, how would we know about it if, if we didn't learn about it, right? Like mm-hmm. how, how do we reveal these things to girls? Um, this is emotional intelligence, right? Like what yes. our kids are learning in school right now is IQ. And, you know, they're learning about history and geography and battle dates and like all the things and things that absolutely are important. Uh, but what's not being taught in school right now is EQ, emotional intelligence. These are the skills that are actually going to serve them in their lives and their relationships. And everything is a relationship, isn't it? The way you yes. connect with someone that you work with, a boss, the way you work with, um, you know, your, your spouse, your, when we have children, our siblings, like it's all a relationship. And most importantly, of course, the relationship with ourselves, which we talk a lot to the girls about because that's where it all begins. And the healthier our relationship is with ourselves, the healthier the relationships that we get to create in the real world. So um, yeah, just like, how do we teach these girls about it? Well, it's already there. It's revealing it to them. Mm -hmm. It's letting them know that it's there. It's like knocking and being like, hey girls, like, you are so, so powerful. You can create this. You can create, like my daughters, we were having this conversation and like my husband and I did 11 rounds of in vitro and like our girls, like we call them our, they're literally our miracles. So that stat that we talked about earlier, like my kids like were called into this world and God knows how many embryos were created in order for us to have these two girls. And these are the two embryos that multiplied. These are the two girls who were like, our cells are going to multiply. They were stubborn and they did everything that they could do to make it into this world. And I was saying to them the other day, and like, I know I must sound so funny as a mom, right? Like some of the things I say, but this one really stuck with them. They were both kind of going through a rough patch. Mm -hmm. And like, I told them the story. I mean, they always knew the story, but I told them a little more deeply. I'm like, girls, like, I don't think you know how powerful you are. Like Mm -hmm. you are here for a reason. You are the two that pushed through for a reason. And so whenever life presents you with a challenge, I want you to remember how strong you are. You were strong from the day that you came into creation. And every (sighs) day from that, like you have been building on that strength. So whenever you are going through a rough patch, that is your birthright. That's going to happen. That is life. I want you to remember that you were here for a reason. Like there are no accidents. And they both kind of were like, whoa. <laughs> like It was one of those moments where like, I know they heard me. And I want every young girl to know mm-hmm. that. Every young girl needs to know that it wasn't a coincidence that she's here, that we need her, that she has a special gift that only she has. And however she moves through this world, like, to know that and to operate with that gift in her heart and knowing like it's it's her gift first and foremost for herself, but the gift that she gets to give everyone she comes in contact with, that's my wish for every young girl. And so this is how, you know, we prepare them when we tell them that they're powerful, when we show them that they're brilliant, when we reveal their superpowers to them, that perhaps they didn't know when we teach them about new perspectives. And like, I'm saying all these very like perhaps abstract ideas, but in our workshops, we really break it down for the girls. Mm -hmm. We, we make it so fun and so simple. 
and we do an empowering craft. So for example, let's just say, okay, so this is, this is one that I love. Um, there's a workshop called I am responsible for the world I see. Right. And this is something I had to learn for myself that like, I get to choose my perspectives. Like if I'm looking for reasons to be upset or sad or angry, I will find a million and one yes. reasons. Yes, you will. Choose, <laughs> right? We, we all will. Absolutely. Seek and you shall find, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm searching for reasons to feel good and lit up and energized and happy, I will also find a million and one reasons. So we want girls to understand how much influence they have over the way they get to live their lives. So in that workshop, I'm responsible for the world I see. We literally have them create a pair of glasses. And these glasses are the glasses that like when they're feeling down, we want them to put these glasses on and remind themselves like, hey, am I looking for the right things in this day? Am I looking for the right things in my friends? Am I like, what am I looking for? Because I'm always going to find what I'm looking for. So maybe I need to look for something different. Mm -hmm. And that's been such a powerful exercise for us to do with the kids. And like, we literally have them call it out. Like, like, what did you, what did you find yesterday? All right, now put on the glasses. What could you find now? Oh. And so it's like, there's so much that we can impart on these girls. And the younger we get these messages into their hearts and minds, the more powerful they will be from an early age. There's this like statistic that breaks my heart that a girl's self-confidence peaks at age nine. Mm. Imagine that. Like, yeah. how can this be true? And it is. It um, is. Absolutely. Nine. Right? Like imagine at age nine, they're they're at the beginning of their lives. And for that confidence to plateau and then dip is not on my not on my watch. I'm not cool with it. And I always say we're in the business of changing these stats. So we're raising those girls up to be strong and powerful. And age nine by no means will be when that confidence plateaus and dips, but it's really when we we start to just like figure out how how intense it is and and like make it grow and grow exponentially. So every year and every day, they're just, you know, tapping more into that inner power. I feel myself getting emotional as you say this. And I think, you know, every one of us has that nine-year-old girl inside of us that started becoming so aware of the world around us and, how we did or didn't fit in and what we needed to do to try to fit in and all of the masks that started coming on and the confidence that started dropping away. And I feel myself getting emotional and um, just having so much compassion for that that little nine-year-old because I think we can all identify that those those moments in those preteen years that just, that just things changed. Um, I was, oh, there's your picture. I'll have to hold this up for you. I know everybody's listening to this, but I'm holding up a picture of my nine-year-old self. And I, I put this in front of me. Like mm. this keeps me on purpose. And I have a picture of my daughters behind me. 
And this is what reminds me, like there's that inner young girl who's nine years old and what does she need? What does she need to hear? Who like so often we're like, yeah, but we didn't have access to these tools and we had to unlearn and relearn, which we really do. We really yes. do unlearn and relearn. But what if this young girl is coming with you through every journey, right? Like everything yeah. that we do, what if she's coming with us? Like that retreat that you and I were just at in August, mm -hmm. Tiffany, like what if, what if we could imagine her with us every step of the way? So every new piece of information and empowerment that we are accessing that she could access to. And I invite your listeners to do that. Have mm -hmm. that picture of your eight or nine-year-old self and remind yourself, um, A, how much you've grown and B, allow her to come with you through this yeah. journey of evolution that we all get to go through. Yes. It's so, so beautiful. There's a a fun little trend right now in reels and TikToks where it's somebody going, oh, I, I only, some, some problem, like I, I only have X amount of followers or I've only written one book or I've only taught, had 14 people in my course. And then the little girl is like, wait, what? You are a photographer for a living? You bake cupcakes for a living? You get to teach people about this for a living? Wait, what? <laughs> and so remembering that, that, oh, she had so many dreams and that we get to honor her and take her on that journey with us, I think is just so absolutely gloriously beautiful. <sighs> On that gorgeous note, I think we can switch into our fun little questions where we get to learn more about you on a little bit of a different way. So the first question that I ask every one of my guests has to do with books because I'm a big giant book nerd and so are a lot of the beautiful women listening to this podcast and we're always looking for new books. So what book are you reading right now? So I'm reading it for like the third time <laughs> Love and it. it's only because it's that good. It's that good. Um, if anyone hasn't checked out Untamed by Glennon oh, Doyle, yeah. my goodness, it's just like, whoa. And it's so aligned. Is it in your personal library? Oh my it God. Is, and yep. I also have the journal. <laughs> oh, you have too. I haven't gotten the journal yet, but like, you know, the message is so aligned with everything you and I both do. And it's like, let's get untamed, right? Let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's just really step outside of ourselves and stop listening to society and culture and media standards of what we're supposed to be. And just like break out, like break free from those chains and like show people how it's done in our, in our own way. And so it's just, it's magical. It's magical. And, and every time I pick up something new, so I'm really enjoying it. I got the book and the book, I listened to it on Audible as well. Uh, when I was starting my journey of figuring out my day job wasn't working for me, th things just weren't working in life, and what is my next step, and what is the next thing I'm going to do? And I found her book and that story, the pink bunny Yes. Cheetah's story in the beginning had me hooked. For those of you that haven't read Untamed, you need to. Um, this story, you have to get, you have to listen to this story and hear it in Glennon Doyle's voice, which I love when she tells it. And I love the way she talks. Oh, I love but the way she talks. It was such an eye opener for me of, oh my God, 
I'm chasing dirty pink bunnies. <laughs> I'm a goddamn cheetah and yeah. I am chasing dirty pink bunnies left and right. Holy guacamole, I had no idea, right? It's just one of those like, what? This is why everything inside hurts because I'm I'm chasing the wrong things. So no, I, it's like there's so much in that book and like her whole journey of coming out and mm-hmm. like um, just my goodness, like everything we just talked about is like thinking she was one person because of who she was taught to be and told to be. And then like reemerging as the woman, like finding herself in her forties in that way, like learning yes. new information. And that, isn't that what we're always doing, right? Yes. Like our growth, our evolution journey, but like, it's just so great to hear it from her. And it, it gives us all permission to do that it for does. ourselves too. It does. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm 48, turning 49 in a couple months. And um, I feel like my forties have been a, a decade of really discovering myself. Like, I don't think I knew who I was before that. And I've done a lot of courageous, kind of crazy, audacious stuff in my life and big, giant decisions that people didn't understand. But I don't think I fully understood why I made those decisions. I just knew I had to. Yeah. And it was my 40s where I started going, oh, let me let me figure out why. Why were these things so important to me? Why was that decision, that move, that thing I did so important. And when things worked, why did they work? And when they didn't, why didn't they work? And it was just really that dis- unlearning and discovering and and figuring things out. And I think that her book was really a big part of, of that discovery for me. So anyway, I could talk about Love that book that. and Glennon Doyle and all of this good stuff for forever. So <laughs> let's move to the next question. They're making a movie of your life, Melody. And you get to pick three songs for the soundtrack. What will they be? <laughs> and why? So, Who Run the World, Beyonce, right? Like, Hello. Why, right? Like, that's <laughs> what we're teaching our girls. Um, Dreams by the Cranberries. I just love that <sighs> song so much. Yes. It's just like I get chills every time I hear it. Um, and then probably my favorite right now is It's About Damn Time, Lizzo. I mean, like, it's about damn time that we yes. use our voices. It's about yes. damn time that we like like show up as who we really are. It's about damn time that women take their seat at the table. It's about damn time, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Okay. So I feel like your, your soundtrack is like the most perfect woman anthem, the most perfect raise your voice anthem, step into your power anthem. I yeah. mean, Beyonce, Lizzo, I just, oh yeah. It, right? it is about damn time and we can run the world. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Let's, let's go. Travel. What are we waiting for? <laughs> right? Time is of the essence. It and, is. And it doesn't have to be like these huge ways, right? Like so often we think we've got to make these big moves, you know, and it doesn't have to be that way. It can Mm -hmm. be the simplest thing, whatever means something to you, like growing in one small way, but doing it, just taking that step, like it doesn't have to be larger than life. Just step in, just step in. Let's go. As you said, let's go. Some of the biggest changes in history happened with very small grass roots movements. And they grow and they grow and they grow. And grassroots movements start with us, with us. 
And you think of some of the world's largest mountain ranges. They were not created overnight. It was thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years of tiny movements and tiny movements and earthquakes and and that they created giant mountain ranges. And it's the same for us. It's the same yeah. for us. You're as long so as we right. just so beautiful. Yeah. We just keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. Last question. And it kind of makes me sad because I wish I could talk to you for hours and hours. I'm excited that you're speaking at the summit because I get to hang out with you again. Yay. I'm excited too. Oh, so thrilled. Okay. So last question. It's all about radical audacity. So, you know, radical audacity, it's those moments when people are like, oh, the audacity. How could she? <laughs> It's really when we are true to ourselves, we're in our authenticity and integrity and doing what what is right for us. It's often the hard decision, but it's the right decision. So what's a moment of radical audacity you have had lately that you're really glad you said heck yes to? So I know you're asking lately, but I kind of feel like I, I want to share this little piece. Like, Something that has always been very challenging for me is public speaking. Mm. Um, And like the idea of it literally made me uncomfortable and made me sick. And I had to do a lot of growing through that. Um, I had to learn that my message was so much bigger than my fear of the public speaking. Because at the end of the day, like my movement, Girl Life, I, I couldn't have done it quietly. I couldn't have done it without speaking. I couldn't have done it without getting on a Facebook live or an Instagram live or on a podcast and things like that. And so something audacious and radical that I did was start my podcast two years ago. I mean, beyond the movement of girl life itself and raising my voice in that way, but starting my podcast. And so you ask lately, um, I I hired a podcast manager and I really have instead of like, even though I created that podcast two years ago, I was still kind of very quietly sharing it. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't really like, like amplifying my own voice in that way. And so lately by hiring someone who's kind of my partner and getting this even more ears, right, on the podcast. Um, It's been a really bold move for me and I feel really good about it. But like when I think of my, my, like even 10 years ago, even eight years ago, myself and how I wouldn't get on a stage or I wouldn't speak on a summit, right, or something like that, it's pretty audacious and radical that um, I'm amplifying my own voice and really getting the messages of my podcast and my podcast guests out there in the world. So I'm super proud of it and super like milestone moments, right? To look back and be like, this is where I was. And I really, like I said, allowed my my desire for impact to be so much greater than what was holding me back and went for it. I love that example for a couple of reasons. For one, you're you're stepping into that. You're you're saying, "Okay, I hear the assignment. I'm going for it even if it's a little bit hard." And that the radically audacious decision is often the hard one. It really yeah. is. It it's is. much easier to stay quiet. <laughs> Sip your tea on your back patio and <laughs> be nice and quiet. Um yes. but yeah, being out there, A, starting your podcast and then B, amplifying it and 
making the investment both monetarily and emotionally and physically, like all of the ways you have to make that investment to say, yes, yes, this is a message I am amplifying and I'm putting time and energy and resources into amplifying it. That's radically audacious. That is huge. And congratulations. I am Thank you. thrilled Thank for you. Thank you so much. Thank Absolutely you. It's thrilled. been really exciting. Thank you. It is exciting. And the more people that hear your message, the more girls that start their life empowered and powerful and loving and giving and generous. Oh my goodness, the so much so much better the world is going to be. So I just I am so happy you're amplifying that message out there. Thank you. Thank you so much and thank you for creating platforms like this where you are amplifying your message and the message of other women. I mean, that is empowerment, right? That is women empowering women and holding space for each other to grow and thrive. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for being a part of it. And this is just such a beautiful love session. And I hope everybody listening is feeling the love because it's just all so beautiful. (laughs) So I know the people listening are going to want to know how to reach out and find you, especially if they have daughters or they want to get involved because you have ways for them to get involved and create this movement in their community, which I think is so powerful. It doesn't have to be just you doing it. So um, will you tell people how they can reach out to you? Absolutely. So I hang out a lot uh, on Instagram and that's at Girl Life Empowerment with one L. Uh, My books, I have two books. One of them is called Empowered Women, Empower Girls, A Guide to Modeling Courage, Confidence and Self-Love for the Next Generation. And my children's book, XOXO, From a Girl Who Gets It, Life Notes for the Young Girl Within. Um, And finally, my podcast, amplifying amplifying the the messages of the podcast. It's called Empowering Her, and it's available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, I love it. I love it. And that book, XOXO, I just think would be such a beautiful gift for every little girl in that eight or nine-year-old age of like, here you go, here you go. And I love your message of empowered women empower girls. So it does, it really starts with us. I have two sons and I am doing everything I can to raise them to be empowered men because Mm -hmm. healthy empowered men also help the world, right? And um, absolutely, it's just so beautiful. So beautiful when we have boys, like my my 11-year-old, we were playing war, the card game war. You know, and typically the king beats the queen, right? And more. And he looked up at me and he went, because I, I laid down the queen and he laid down the king. And I'm like, oh, you won. He goes, I just don't understand this game. Shouldn't the king and queen be equal? Why should the king beat the queen? Oh, my goodness. I love that. I me love too. that you just shared that. Oh, that's a testament to your parenting. Right. And it's not the queen should beat the king. It's shouldn't we be equal? So, and that's, that's how this, when we smash the patriarchy, nobody has to be over anybody else. We all get to be our best versions of ourselves. And I think that's what I love about your message is we get to get that out there. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for that story you shared. I will be sharing it because it's (laughs) fantastic. So fantastic. Right? (laughs) Ah, there's hope. 11 year old boys are like, but aren't we all equal? There's so much hope. I'm so hopeful. Me 
too. Me too. So thank you for all the beautiful work you're doing. And thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. It's been such a joy. Did you love listening to this conversation with Melody as much as I enjoyed having it? Every time I listen to her podcast or watch her Instagram live or spend time with her, I am uplifted and inspired. It just makes me feel like I am connected to just a network of such powerful, incredible women that are truly living into their power. And I just, I love that about Melody. What Melody didn't say is that her work has been featured in Forbes, The Today Show, Huffington Post, Bella Magazine. Melanie's work is out there. She is making such a difference. And I am just so honored to give her a little corner of my platform for her to be able to share her message. So here were some of my big giant takeaways. What you guys did not hear was before hit record, Melody Melody and I were having a very heartfelt conversation about what's going on over in Iran. Her culture, her heritage is from there. Those are, you know, the people of her background. And so what is happening in Iran is especially, oh, it's it's especially heartfelt and heartbreaking for her right now. If you don't know the story, uh, she mentioned it a little bit. There was a young woman in her early 20s that was murdered by the morality police for not wearing her head covering correctly. And now there is an uprising of women and men protesting the government, this extreme fundamental religiousness in the government that took over in 1979. Before that, women held positions. They were highly educated, went to university, held business positions, government positions, um, went to the beach in bathing suits. And, you know, it was a very highly educated society of women and men. And then this extreme religious sector took over and just really, really subjugated women and changed things for them since 1979. It's really, really shocking. I highly recommend you read the book, Reading Lolita in Tehran. Um, it will give you a picture of of what happened there in 1979. It's That is a beautiful book. Anyway, so she and I were having this conversation and she graciously said she would also talk about it a little bit in the episode. And I am so grateful that she gave us insight, you know, from somebody who that's their cultural heritage and let us know how she feels about it. And here we see these pictures of women raising the volume of their voice. They're burning their hijabs, they're cutting their hair, they're shouting, they're marching, and they're standing up. And it's really inspiring and beautiful to see them take their power back after so long of being subjugated. 
And what can we do to help them? We can raise our volume. We can raise our volume, raise our voices. It is our responsibility as women to lift each other up and raise each other up. And when women anywhere are being subjugated and held down and murdered and treated poorly, then it's happening to all of us. And so we get to use the privilege of our power and our voice and this platform that we have to help other women. And I think that is so powerful. And I think that is what really draws me to Melody. I love her message of the good girl no more. Instead of being the good girl, be the powerful girl. And a powerful girl is full of self-love, honor, self-respect. I think that message is so lovely. I don't remember as a young girl, as a preteen and a teenage girl, being told what self-love was or self-respect. You all know I was raised in a really, really strict cult-like religion And I was just taught to be the good girl, the quiet girl, the submissive girl. I wasn't even allowed to pray out loud. That was a man's job to pray out loud. So you can see why the message of owning your power and raising your voice is so vitally important to me. I had so much good girl, quote unquote, good girl, unlearning to do in my life. And I really haven't done that unlearning until I'm in my 40s. And I can't imagine how girls' lives will be different if they're able to learn this stuff young. She also mentioned stepping away from fear and moving towards love. I thought that was just such a beautiful message. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode today. Please share it. This is a really important episode. And if you are the mother of a young girl, of a preteen or teenage girl, reach out to Melody. Please reach out to Melody. She has such an important message to share that will help your daughters. We want our daughters to be empowered to have that power inside themselves and to feel activated and powerful. And I am so excited to tell you that Melody will be speaking at my Raise Your Volume Summit. Yes, she will. Check the link in the show notes to register for the summit. The summit is a charity fundraiser for my Reva Fund. Reva stands for Raise Your Voice Academy. And she's, she is going to be speaking at the charity fundraiser. So please come sign up for this summit and listen to Melody speak along with a, just a plethora. We have about 12 so, such incredible, inspiring speakers. Can't even get my words out. I'm so excited. That will be happening October 19th, 20th, and 21st. It's a virtual summit. So check the link in the show notes to sign up. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful listener. Thank you for being here today. And thank you for sharing this episode with someone else. Have a beautiful day.